0: hello welcome back welcome back to be okay 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 um how are you (laughs) how are you doing just figured i would check um and hopefully you take this time to check in with yourself especially after what has happened this week in texas um at Uvalde elementary school um yeah we're going to be talking about that a little bit so I would say that you know with me mentioning it it here and with me mentioning it later in this podcast um just a little bit of an advisory i suppose you know if those topics are sensitive to you or if you're feeling very vulnerable right now Mm -hmm. maybe come back to this later Mm -hmm. um you know because we do address those topics it is a mental health podcast and You know, when people talk about mental health after a mass shooting, they never talk about the victim first. They always talk about the perpetrator of the violence. And one of the things that I brought up in in, in the podcast was how many times is that going to happen before people start to assume and can kind of conjoin mental illness with violence? Mental illness is in itself not violent I just want to say that outright right now but the way that people talk about mental illness when they talk about school shootings this shooter killed a bunch of people that means he was mentally ill or let's talk about mental health or let's talk about their anxiety let's not talk about any of the other factors that would have somebody shoot up a school or a public area white supremacy Um, let's not talk about any of those things Let's just continue to misrepresent mental health, right? Because that's easier. Because I get you an A rating from, um, as Bestie AOC calls it, Daddy NRA. Why would we talk about mental health in the correct way when so many other things will bring you so much more money? That is like the mindset of a pretty good portion of Uh, politicians in office right now and so guess what we're here to dispel that right now you know one way you can do that right now to the to kind of reject all of that bullshit is to just check in on yourself how are you (laughs) if you're processing this right now however you are if you are just remember however you're deciding to do that is completely valid If it looks like, if you have to, you know, be angry, if you gotta, you know, go to the streets and yell, attend a protest, a demonstration, that is valid, and you should do that. If your response is to cry, you should be able to do that. I think too many times after tragedies like these, people will talk about the mental health of the perpetrator and not anything right away about the victims. And so the best way, I think, for you to um, kind of combat that is to be present to how you feel. Be present to your anger. Be present to your sadness, to your grief, if you feel grief. Don't let them... Don't let these emotions, you know, consume you, of course, as that would be incredibly unhealthy, but reject this idea that you have to store away those emotions for the sake of political capitalism. That's what this is about. When people misrepresent mental health intentionally, that's what this is about. And so take this with you to everything. It doesn't just have to be a tragedy of this magnitude. It can be something completely regular. But just be present to your emotions. If there's one thing I have learned, especially as of recently, it's to be with your emotions. Not to let them consume you and to know what you're, for yourself. And to listen to your body, what is good for you in processing and what is not. Because I have some emotions about what's going on. I feel like a lot of people do. And not everybody is in a place to be as open about it as maybe others. But just know that however you are dealing with this, you are incredibly valid and incredibly... Brave, to be honest with you. Incredibly brave for dealing with this stuff. It's not easy. Certainly not easy for the victims. Certainly not easy for their families. Might be a little bit easier for the politicians who pray for stuff like this because praying is so effective. Look at look at look at look at what praying has gotten us. Let's just take a moment for that. Look at what praying has gotten for us. Look at how far we've come. That is being used sarcastically, of course. Do you see the issue? (laughs) Um, If you do see the issue, hopefully this resonates with you. To just once again be present to how you feel and to be in touch with yourself and to take care of yourself. Anyways, with all of that said, I just want to switch gears to... A bit of a lighter note, because I want to talk about this week's guest, first ever, first ever guest on Be Okay 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 Okay. Um, Her name is Carla. She is my favorite socialist, and (laughs) we have pretty good discussion about just being regular people living with mental illness. We talk a lot about capitalism. We talk a lot about socialism, and if either of those terms are iffy to you, hold your horses because that is not all we talk about first off, and second off, come into this with an open mind. You know, we don't just talk about either of those things as if we're trying to recruit for a certain political view. The way we talk about this, and the way Carla talks about this, is so honest and so... Vulnerable because socialism is not necessarily just a political thing in a lot of ways, it's gotten us a lot of the progress that we do have right now, in terms of, for example, like housing justice, labor justice, health justice. A lot of the victories, even as small as they may seem in the big picture, have been in large part because of socialism or the idea of socialism, and we don't talk about it in a way that is assuming that people know everything. You know, I think maybe a little bit too often politicians from any party, not just both and not just one, but folks in general from any party are just kind of under the impression that you should know everything about the party that you are learning about. And it's like, no, that's why you're learning. So, because you don't have all the answers, I don't have all the answers, certainly nobody does, but you know because this is a mental health podcast, we talk about how those kinds of things impact our mental health and how we can navigate you know our relationships, our workspaces, how we advocate in organizing things that things that we do, things that we do, things that we can see some sort of change from and so You know, I just want to thank Carla for coming on. I just want to thank you for coming back. (laughs) Um, I'm so... This will be my last thing before we jump in. I'm so happy for all of the feedback that I've gotten from the podcast. Even just after the first episode. Like, holy shit. (laughs) It's honestly so humbling and so amazing and like really honoring really for people to you know give me feedback and say that things have clicked with them and how they felt resonated with certain things and how they understood and how this helped their perception of things that is what the spirit of this podcast is really about and I would be remiss if I didn't mention that I would also be remiss if I didn't mention that you know I'm always looking for people to talk to, okay? I want to build a community, kind of. I guess community is the right word. I just want to build a community of, of people, regular people, by no means ordinary, but regular people who are just trying to live life, you know? <laughs> like I say in my last episode, we centered the celebrity too much. <laughs> too much, all right? We need to get more active with the regular people and their struggles, And their joys and how they access hope. So without further ado, I just want to encourage anybody to come on if they'd like to. (laughs) HF Lundy on Instagram, DM me, please. And I'd like to introduce Carla Correa to my podcast. This is be OK. Okay, 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 okay. The podcast. Enjoy. Hello, who are you?
1: Um, My name is Carla Correa. I'm 22 years old. Um, I'm a Dominican and Nicaraguan woman. I was born here in the US. Um, I'm here, I'm from the Tampa Bay area. I grew up in Clearwater and I've lived in St. Pete for the past seven years or so. Um, And I'm a community organizer with the party for socialism and liberation and the local tenants union. So I, well, I mean, I was just going to say how we met. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, um, wait, how did we meet? Oh, yeah, from um, from canvassing.
0: Yeah, white campaign. Um, I mean, yeah. Honestly, okay, because I'm, like, Mexican, but I have no idea about my heritage. So, like, I kind of just tell people I'm Mexican because my adopted mother was Mexican. But, I mean actually that's a question i have how do you like how do you like navigate that
1: um well i'm obviously very americanized as you can hear from my voice i don't speak spanish um mm. but i you know i identify with being dominican and nicaraguan because of the way that i look um you know the revolutionary history of Nicaragua you know I come from like my family comes from a socialist country in Nicaragua and then you know the Dominican Republic has been destroyed by imperialism and capitalism um so you know I think those are important things and kinda shape you know the way that I see the world the way that I navigate you know living in the U.S. and being Mm. around a lot of white people and the way that they see me. Um, So I think it's important that we, you know, stay in touch with our, um, like, ancestry. I mean, I know it might be different if you're adopted.
0: Yeah. I mean, because I never knew my family, like, on the adopted side, and I really didn't care to. But honestly, I think that's cool. I think just, like, kind of embodying basically like non-white yeah okay
1: yeah that's pretty much what it is (laughs) yeah (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) well i mean i mean that's dope but like i mean i'm kind of the same way except i really can't connect with like you know culture the same way so it's like most of what i know is from like what other people tell me and if they're not even mexican i mean that's just what i have to go off of and then like uh social media honestly just what i see on TikTok or whatever that's honestly how i get my info um I like to do this little segment before I like talk about everything else. How are you? Little emotional check-in.
1: <laughs> I'm good. No, I'm actually good today. I was actually excited to come and do this. Um I loved your episode last week. Um thank you, thank you. your first episode. No, a lot of the stuff you said really resonated with me like about mental health issues and relationship mental health issues in relationships. Mm. Um and the stuff you said about spending time with other people I completely agree. Like I'm really glad you mentioned that cuz a lot of people I feel like shame that. They're like, "Oh, you can't be alone." But it's like, you know, we're humans, we're social creatures. Like we're supposed to be around other people and it's okay to need other people, but yeah. obviously that's different from like, you know, codependency, mm-hmm. but I I heard what you were saying and it really resonated with me.
0: Yeah, I was going to talk about that at some point again, because, like, again, it's just not me, like, being reliant on being with other people. I literally, like I said in the last episode, I just don't, sometimes I just don't want to, you know, and then people can mistake that. People conflate, or maybe they just, like, confuse self-love with, like self-isolation
1: yeah you know yeah and it's like we're already so alienated yeah under this system um so you know we i think we should totally reject that
0: yeah but um i don't know if you're cool with talking about this in particular but the part with kind of being in a relationship with mental illness do you want to talk um more about that
1: Yeah, it's really tough, um, especially because I don't go to therapy. Um, I do have health insurance, but it's very difficult for me to go to therapy because one, it's hard, I don't know why, it's just so hard Mm. to call and make that initial appointment. And then once you do that, and I've done this so many times, it's like, oh, there's a two month waiting period or three month waiting period. Hard as in
0: like, sorry, hard as in like, Hard to reach out or just hard to like get in contact at all
1: both like Mm. because it's like is is my insurance um, is this gonna be covered by my insurance Um, and then like I said the waiting period um, and I have ADHD it's hard for me to do some like basic things yeah sometimes I do go to a psychiatrist which I'm so thankful for um, and I take Adderall, so that helps me get through some basic things that I need to do, but in terms of seeking that help through therapy, it's so difficult. So um, in my relationship, you know, there's a lot of untreated mental health issues on both sides. Um, You know, my partner doesn't go to therapy either. He doesn't have health insurance. And it just, you know, it's so hard living under this system. And especially doing the kind of work that we do, um, he's also an organizer, and we see a lot of heavy things, um, especially with the tenants' union. Seeing people go homeless all the time, um, you know, seeing people who can't feed their children—all these things—on um, top of our own struggles. You know, we can barely pay the bills, all this stuff, and so it causes. Uh, that type of stress to be sometimes taken out in other ways um nothing like abusive or anything but just you know maybe some really unhealthy ways of dealing with things like i remember something you said on the last episode was that you'll that you would maybe take things the wrong way sometimes and overthink things like i do that same thing i'm like oh my god they hate me now and you know it's just yeah. it's anxiety spiral. So viral it's yeah it's awful. it's fun
0: um fun being you sarcastically um honestly when you said that i was thinking like why is like how do okay not this is like speaking very broadly but like how do people manage relationships actually <laughs> in the climate that it's in because like
1: right.
0: i think with mine it was going really well um you know aside from certain mental things but also like that's kind of a rarity now would you say especially with like the system we're under like you were saying like
1: yeah like being able to manage them you mean
0: not manage them but more so like you know like if um if like health insurance is hard to access and you can't get a therapist how are you gonna you know healthily deal with certain things and you know kind of be in a relationship um you know what i
1: mean yeah no it's it's so hard and it's i recognize some things that i do that are just really unhealthy but then i just can't stop like it's so weird i'm like okay this is so bad i need to stop this um you know for example maybe like think like you know being really insecure and overthinking a lot of things about myself and then you know needing so much reassurance from my partner that it's like overwhelming for them so yeah honestly i don't know how (laughs) i don't know how it's still going i mean i'm so glad i i I would really it would really be it would be way worse for my mental health if we broke up so Mm -hmm. yeah i don't know do you, do you feel like your mental health is better since your breakup?
0: It's pretty recent and... Like
1: I'm when g- was it?
0: Oh, um, a week ago from, what is it, Thursday? A week ago from yesterday. So oh my <laughs> pretty gosh. pretty fresh. Although I think that to be honest, it hasn't gotten better. I would say if it has gotten worse, it's gotten like a little worse. Only because it's like you know a natural reaction to mm-hmm. you know not being with somebody anymore but i think just the fact that it was kind of mutual kind of like how yours is like you know both mm-hmm. you know sides have stuff to work on but i was also thinking like you know being able to work on stuff mentally with a therapist i have a level of privilege in doing that you know what i mean
1: Yes, yes, like no. I can get
0: to a therapist, yeah, you no, y-
1: you mentioned that last time, mm-hmm. and I was like, wow, that's that's great that you can go because it's like you can bounce things off of them, yeah, like for me, I don't even tell my friends like mm-hmm. what's going on with me. I don't tell my family, I don't talk to anybody' cause I just don't want I just don't want them to see me a certain way, you know, I want to appear yeah. like, you know. Strong, basically. Like, I don't want my weaknesses to like come out, and you know, it. This probably sounds really toxic, but I would like for yeah, a therapist would be good to like bounce things off of. It's like, Mm -hmm. am I, you know, in line? Like, is this 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 is what I'm think? Is what I'm thinking makes sense? But you know, I just don't, you know, I don't, and I don't want to burden my friends and family with that stuff, you know, because, I mean we shouldn't you know that thing it's like don't treat your friends like your therapist like i think that's a little i think we should talk to our friends and family about yeah. things i'm kind of being a hypocrite right now I mean, it's, <laughs> <But normal. laughs>
0: it's okay because it's like you know part of being friends with somebody in any relationship is is just being vulnerable and it's like if you can't bounce off vulnerability off each other it might not be like a it's not that it would be a bad friendship or relationship it would just be like not as open yeah you know yeah so i think on some level that's good
1: how how long have you been going to therapy
0: seven years oh that's really good
1: (laughs) you know what i always thought of you as so mature and like so like put together like that just makes sense (laughs) i mean okay
0: so i think because I think part of that is masking, to be honest. Because, yeah. like, with, like, looking put together, like, there are plenty of times and like, my relationship and, like, my close friends have seen this a lot of the time where it was, like, it would get really dark for me, you know. But I, I don't know if it was because of maybe masking that I just wasn't comfortable talking about it, you know, to a bunch of people, mm-hmm. even though that information might have helped somebody out you know what i mean
1: yeah it, and it does it does because yeah. like seeing someone like you who like you know it just appears so you know like they have things together mm-hmm. um that they actually do struggle it's like okay you know i'm not alone you yeah know, we're yeah. not alone
0: and i'm glad that like oh a, a, a quite a few people reached out last week about that and i'm glad you did also um but i was also thinking of like you know I am on kind of um kind of like a i guess like a journey now of like trying to work on myself and like other things and like how that could come easily to me because I do have like a therapist and I can't access medication and um you know with all those things, I might be able to go back into a relationship you know in a pretty <laughs> decent amount of time, but it's I was also thinking about like you know what is causing it that not that everybody wouldn't have that you know kind of avenue to take you know what i mean because it's like you know i can do it but that's because of certain circumstances that i have that is obviously um rooted in privilege that would have me get better faster or like in a better place faster so i guess kind of thinking about like if we had society like five years from now 10 years from now that was like free of like you know barriers and like stigma our mental health what do you think that would
1: look like well i mean if we look back through history there was more mental health facilities throughout the u.s like a Mm -hmm. lot more yeah um not that you know things were better in the u.s before but now it's like they just criminalize mental health Mm -hmm. like so many aspects about it um are criminalized and they put them in prison like people who are really mentally ill and need help like serious help they're in prison so that would be like the first thing is getting all those people out of jail um getting them into like a serious um program where you know they could actually be treated and they're not looked at as you know like a lower class in society that that's what they're looked at as like is like you know they just they just need to be away from people and of course there's the profit motive it's profitable to keep them in prison but um you know it's you know that's why i'm a socialist because mm-hmm. under this system it's like people aren't guaranteed the things that they need like housing health care food um education um anything child care um we see how that impacts people's mental health like with the baby food crisis um yeah. that's insane mm-hmm. like can you imagine you know having a baby right now and and also baby food baby formula was already so expensive before like i don't know if you know that
0: i never noticed until like i was going down the baby section like a couple months ago i was like wait why is this like like,
1: 40 (laughs) dollars? yeah 40 dollars like like, (laughs) um which is already so expensive for poor people and now mm -hmm. you know with there being a shortage of it it's like you see all these things like they cause unconscionable levels of stress in people that yeah. uh, you know people people reach a breaking point when they don't have the the things that they need you know people see crime as you know people you know people being bad people sometimes but it's like it's really not most crime is just a result of unmet needs and it can look it can look a lot of different ways um, but you know that's i think that's pretty much the, the root cause of all this is the the profit motive, the capitalist system. And I think that, um, you know, a lot of mental health issues, this this is going to sound controversial, but I've talked to a lot of other socialists about it and they, you know, this isn't, contra- I don't think this is controversial among socialists, but I think yeah, among yeah. other people it might be, but that a lot of mental health issues would eventually start to phase out as we had um a system where people were guaranteed all of the things that they need i think a lot of the anxiety we feel Mm. a lot of the depression we feel is a result of you know our body's telling us like that something is not right yeah um and you know a lot of times we can identify it you know it's like you know i can't pay my rent like it's causing me this insane amount of stress but um other times it's just like you know, there's wars, imperialism, you know, COVID. I know COVID, like, especially with the students, that that was a huge thing, like, yeah, not being yeah. able to socialize as much. Mm-hmm. Um, were you in school during that?
0: I was in, because, like, I graduated in June of 2020, c- and that got pushed back from May. So, like, March, we had to move to virtual school. And I'm going to be real, like, I know my mental health just, like, sh- took, like, a massive decline. Mm-hmm,
1: not being able to see your friends. Yeah.
0: And then, like, having to graduate in, like, 30 minutes, you know? <laughs> like, having a time <laughs> I limit. I will die.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: like, and granted, there wasn't even that many people out in there. And I was like, I can't invite more than one friend. Which makes really? you know, sense because of, like, COVID. But it's also, like, like, the things kind of make sense with COVID. But it's also, like, the mental toll on it. Completely different, yeah, and just you know,
1: but it's like if we look at the COVID, COVID is not just something that came and you know, it's like it is what it is, you know, it yeah, co- yeah. COVID is not, um, like a hurricane or a natural thing, like, if we look at how China. Dealt with COVID, we see that they were able to build hospitals in days. They yeah, made yeah. sure that every single person had groceries delivered to them, um, had um, enough um, personal protective equipment, had enough um, of anything that they needed, and made sure that everyone was safe. And there have been less than 5,000 deaths from COVID in China. And how many have there been in the US now? I know over a million.
0: Um, over a million. Yeah. Over a million. We just million. hit a million not too long ago. And that, Damn.
1: that is not inevitable. Like China is a huge country. China was the first place where COVID was seen. So, um, and for people who don't know, China is a so. China operates under um, a socialist system. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, it's not perfect because you know we live under a global capitalist system um, dominated by. The united states u.s hegemony but for the most part china has a planned economy um you know that's that's how they were able to build hospitals in days be able to shift um their whole economy their whole society to be able to deal with this virus as they should so again like it's not yeah it's not just like oh well you know covid so all this stuff had to happen no the u.s had the united states has the most resources in the world you know they could have used the um uh what is it called when they make stuff for the military really quickly
0: i know what you're talking didn't they just enact that for the baby formula
1: did they or that or like
0: something similar
1: Okay, Brandy. you know what I'm talking yeah, about yeah. the the like emergency production actors. I, yeah. I, I I forgot the exact name <laughs> yeah, of it. Yeah,
0: something like that. But yeah. it's where
1: they can produce mm-hmm. things very quickly. Um
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: when we need them. And you know, we're you know, we're not seeing that. We're it, here in the Tampa Bay area, here in Pinellas County at least. They actually just stopped all of the free COVID testing sites. Like how insane is that? How and long
0: ago? Like, like
1: this week, oh, this week. G- yeah, oh, cuz my, my um <laughs> My friend's little brother had a COVID scare and I'm mm-hmm. I'm around him a lot and so I went to go get COVID testing at the place where I always get it the Center for Health Equity in Southside and they they had a sign on the door saying no more COVID testing and then the Tampa Bay Times just came out with an article saying no more free COVID testing in the Tampa Bay area I'm just like
0: You know what's so funny about that is because um Back when I was at working at Starbucks not too long ago, I had a COVID scare, and so I tested with an at-home test that the government sent me, <laughs> and it came back um, positive, and then I sent it to my employer, and they were like, oh, wait, no. Because
1: it's at home?
0: Yeah, because it's at home. Even though, first off, the government the go- sent it to me, yes! and then they were like, wait, but this is going off of CDC guidelines, and I'm like, the CDC guidelines, aren't they also like kind of low-key blaming, like, gay people for monkeypox right now. Oh, my God. (laughs) Like, there's that whole other thing where they're, like, specifically talking to, like, queer folks about, like, be careful, you monkeypox, whatever. And I'm like, that is so, like, I feel like that's, like, flirting with, like, HIV era.
1: Oh, yeah. Like,
0: bullshit. I had no idea
1: about that.
0: And I'm like, how are you going to do that? But then... Like, basically close all of the testing sites, like, public testing sites, and then not accept, mm-hmm. you know, at-home testing as valid. From
1: the government, when yeah. When you can get
0: it for free, apparently, like, four of them or something, S- I don't know.
1: And only four? Only four. It's I, I six people. How many years <laughs> has this pandemic been going on now? But yeah, yeah. that is insane. And talk about the corporate greed of Starbucks oh to say that <laughs> yeah. that is not, that 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 is not an acceptable form of yeah. see, and that just shows they don't care if you have COVID as long as you can work as long as you look fine come in yeah it's like
0: every, every other corporation
1: <laughs> yeah but you know Lord. Starbucks in particular has been engaging in really gross mm-hmm. uh, union busting tactics
0: yeah, um, yeah
1: you know bringing Howard Schultz back you know giving did you did you get a raise
0: um okay so from what I heard from people was Right now we're at twelve and they were like, We're gonna go to fifteen in June and then somebody sent me like some literature from them and on the article, first off it said it's gonna go to fifteen in, in um I believe August now. And they were like, We're only gonna do it to non union stores because we can't I'm doing quotes unilaterally enact oh, it to other stores wow. and I'm like that is not
1: <laughs> that's that not is how that works so ever. Gross.
0: Cause like
1: that is absolutely gross.
0: You know, like with unions, like for example, you can get, I believe, like two pensions at your retirement. Are they, are they trying to be like you can only get your union pension now?
1: Oh my like god! Like if they were to
0: take that to the broader scale, you know what I mean? It's like you can't, you can't do that respectfully.
1: Yeah, <laughs> no, I can't believe that. It's,
0: and it's wild. It's wild.
1: It's so great though to see the Starbucks workers unionizing. I just mm-hmm. saw some Publix workers are organizing now did you see that yeah
0: i saw their instagram page i'll have to plug that in the description or something because i think they're doing really cool work is there anything down here that's happening
1: so it's started those people are based in atlanta but they put out that statement saying Mm -hmm. if you're if you just work at Publix anywhere contact them to start organizing there you know
0: what that's cool because like Starbucks started in New York, and, like, Amazon Labor Union started in New York. Like, all of these up north Oh, stuff, yeah,
1: let's, the south. B- like, let's get come it, on, it bring it over. <laughs> <laughs> yes, because the south, we need it the most right We're now. at,
0: like, three
1: Florida stores? So, that's in, is one of them in Palm Beach County? Or Jacksonville? Tallahassee.
0: Oh, no, there's at least three, because there were three in Tallahassee that I know of. Oh, okay, um, okay. But, yeah, that whole... That whole thing is just insane Mm -hmm. (laughs) like i've kind of taken a break from it because like honestly in terms of mental health i'm just like you know what i don't want to be around this all the time because you know i was also in the process like i was on the ground like at the store i worked there and i was like you know after this long i'm kind of just done for now yeah you know what i mean that's why i was thinking about coming back later but for now i'm kind of just like Gonna focus on other stuff you know
1: yeah i mean it's so important though you know i understand that like needing to take a break from that i'm sure starbucks was hell i worked at starbucks for like two months before well, but it was at the beginning of the pandemic and they it was actually <laughs> the one good thing they did they gave people how long did you work at starbucks were you there when they I started when they paid people to not go to work
0: no, I, I think <laughs> I came a little later than that. It was, like, September 2020. I'm not sure when oh, that was because okay, I never yeah. heard about it. But Yeah, that um, was in
1: March, March of 2020.
0: Yeah, we had a little cafe store, and I was, like... I interviewed at a time where they only allowed nine people in the cafe at one time. And I was, like, it was in that yes. zone, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. um, yeah, I mean, mental health as workers. What, what do you think about that first? Because, like, I mean it's weird to like try and take care of your mental health at work because they're like watch yourself mentally and then there's like i have a tiktok that talks about this because i'm on the spectrum and like i'm you know i need any I need breaks sometimes mm-hmm. and then they'll there'll be companies that are like you know take breaks take care of yourself and then there's like in practice there's like nothing next to nothing happens like Yeah. Do you see that in your? Yeah, I used to
1: work for the Florida Democratic Party. So embarrassing, I know, (laughs) but um, it was no. But they were they really pushed that mental health stuff. They're like, take care of yourself. Go out to dinner. Like, go you know drink wine. Like you know pushing all these like so called self care
0: Mm,
1: acts on it. Are they? (laughs) What? Anyways, but I remember one time I woke up. It was mostly online because i worked there um at the first at the beginning of the pandemic i worked there from january of 2020 to um like december of 2020 and they i will remember i woke up everything was on zoom like our check-ins were on zoom or checkouts were on zoom so i was 10 minutes late to a check-in one time because Mm -hmm. we were working like 60 hours a week Um, you know which is common for a lot of workers to be able to survive but yeah 60 hours a week and I had told my supervisor that I have some mental health issues and you know that I I don't know sometimes I have sleeping issues just you know general things like that and I got reprimanded so badly for that for being 10 minutes late to a zoom call and it's just like 10
0: minutes are always just introductions
1: right (laughs) no right and it was it was nothing that i had to be there for um Mm. but it's just it just it just shows that like when you if you cut into like your production time in any way it's like then suddenly the mental health goes out the window like you were saying like you need breaks Mm -hmm. we need breaks at work like that's normal yeah but it's all about like how productive can these workers be You know how much money are they making they count every second i know at amazon they have like um pickers like they they have to pick things up and bring things all around the warehouse and like Mm -hmm. they time them they have to do things so quickly they can't even they can't even stop to take water they can't even stop to drink water sometimes it's like that that's that's how it is i mean i know some places have it a little bit better I obviously can't name any at like I don't yeah, know yeah. I'm sure they exist but it's the system that's the problem it's really not even like the individual mm-hmm. employers because It's a system that's based on competition. Um, Like for example, if you work, I know some people, they're like, oh, small businesses are better to work for. And it's like, okay, maybe that's true. Like maybe the small business is, maybe there's a nice boss or something like that. But at the end of the day, like they're competing with all of these other businesses. And if you're not, um, like, let's say, Okay, I'll give an example of a small of a small business that smell uh, sells sandwiches, um, and let's say they want to keep paying their workers good. They want to keep um, selling the sandwiches at a low cost, but all of the other um, ingredients to run their shop are going up because of you know inflation. Which, by the way, inflation is just capitalists raising prices because they can inflation is the same thing like what i was saying about covid it's not something that just happens it's like it's a deliberate choice by capitalists but let's say all the prices are going up that small business is going to be forced to either um you know not keep raising wages or to put the cost onto the um the consumer the Customer, when they're buying sandwiches they're gonna have to raise the prices. So either they do that um, and they end up harming workers, they end up harming customers, whatever the case may be, or they just go out of business. Like that is the that is the system that it, it's based off of. Just pure competition. So there can be no good capitalist, is what I'm trying to say. There, yeah, even if yeah. you have a small business, that's good to work at they're probably going to go out of business if they're if it's truly like a good place to work at unless of course you organize for a union which is always a good thing to do
0: yeah i think so i also think that like you know maybe normalize companies doing stuff when it's like like if i have a mental health issue it shouldn't get to the point where i'm thinking about like self-harm for them to do something or like them to speak out you know what i mean because I feel like that only happens on behalf of like the uber wealthy when they're like directly affected by massive mental illness, and it's like a mentally healthy person without anxiety can still have an anxiety attack. You know what I mean? It's like why do we wait for things to get dire? You know, for us to, or not us, but like for you know politicians or like capitalism to take any kind of action. You know what I mean?
1: yeah and it's like even then they don't even really care like if they can just fire you and replace you they will
0: yeah um, and they'll still be thinking about like whatever numbers you're making or whatever like they'll be like you're replaceable you know
1: yes and that that that's true like Mm. especially with what we call the Rever- the reserve army of labor like th- that there's people who are constantly unemployed like right now me um i'm doing this work through a gig work app to two gig work apps called InstaWork and Quig and basically how they work is if let's say there's a restaurant and someone calls off they can put it on the app and someone like me who's unemployed can just come and take their place like mm-hmm. they're a, like workers really are so replaceable and it it's so gross um you know they don't even think of us as actual people they just think of us as a cost to them like a a, a, yeah, a co- it's yeah. one of their costs like labor costs like i know in the you know i work with the tenants union I, like one of the biggest things for developers that they lobby against is unions because it's Mm -hmm. like the the labor is their biggest cost and they want to cut down as much as possible on cost and companies hire coders my friend actually does this unfortunately but he um like calculates how like how much how can companies cut down on cost in any way and it's usually through labor it's usually through um you know having less people on a shift you know Mm. this their companies are just very deliberate about this like i don't know how it was at starbucks for you but i worked at cvs before and there was only usually two people working at a time so it's like two people yeah you have to deal with like all this bullshit um pretty much with no help like yeah that's that's part of it too and not to mention how not to mention the mental health toll on how people treat service workers
0: oh yeah although i don't know if you ever got this at CVS, but like food service worker
1: oh no you gotta go in
0: there with the knowledge that like there's gonna be at least a handful of people on your shift customers not necessarily other workers but they don't give a shit about you (laughs) Mm
1: -hmm, yeah i say
0: that like so casually because it's like i'm not numb to it i'm just kind of just like oh that's just how it is
1: yeah you no, know? that's why those jobs like service jobs are so like emotionally laborious like mm-hmm, you have to mm-hmm. just keep keep working that's what sucks like a customer could literally make you cry and it's like you go cry in the bag, go cry in the walk-in freezer and then come back out yeah. like you're yeah. not going home <laughs> um that would happen so much at my jobs like and i thought i used to legitimately think there was something like really wrong with me i was like oh my god why am i always crying at work and it's like because it sucks because this isn't how things are supposed to be
0: yeah like with me we had when we made like can i share this i don't care eighty thousand like a week and so we had to have like I think right now, even, we still have, like, 13, 12 people in the morning, you know, because that's, like, I believe most of the money that gets made for the day, and, like, you know, I think for somebody like me, also, who's, like, the way my mind processes comfort is, like, I'm not always comfortable in, like, crowded spaces, because it's a little cafe with, like, 14 people running around, and it's, like, I can get very easily overwhelmed
1: Yeah,
0: <laughs> with I all that happening, leave. and then you gotta, like, handle requests from, like, um like other workers or yeah. like customers and everything and like i handled it well but honestly part of that was in part because i'm asking again
1: right right of like that you know, is the overstimulation mm-hmm.
0: like there's and like you have customers. no other choice to yeah. you, you can't say hey i don't want to do this anymore and go home for the day yeah. you know so you kind of have to force yourself to do it and part of that for me included you know pretending i was fine and just being like you know kind of quirky about it or whatever <laughs> Because I'm, I'm trying to be like oh my god i'm dying out here i don't want to be a crying yeah. <laughs> like oh help me please god. i can't do that so but
1: i can't believe there were so many people working there at that
0: i mean i can because like you need that many people was
1: it a big starbucks
0: it was it's a little it's a little one it's like about so the size strange. of the one that's yeah. down the street but um what i thought was interesting when i was up in i was up in tallahassee for people who don't know, which is like nobody, because I haven't shared it yet. But I was in Tallahassee in March um, during the legislative session. I went to visit some of the, you know, workers up there and somebody, or somebody brought up this really good point. I forgot their name, so sorry. But they were saying like, you know, we can basically pump out $50 of product in like three minutes. So if you think about that, fifty dollars in three minutes and we're making 12 an hour 15 an hour even it's like because first off 15 an hour is not even sufficient anymore that's
1: not livable now no no we need like 30 now but yeah it's like you look at how much company how much these companies are making throughout the day divide it by how many workers like if if you work a food service job you can most likely do that on the pos system like see how much they've made for the day divided by how many workers are there like that's how much you should be making yeah
0: and I also also I understand like maintenance Mm -hmm. and like things like that but even then you still have like a billionaire CEO you know what I mean and it's like you can't billionaire CEO and then like multi-million dollar executive board if not a billion dollar combined it's like you can't you know give up a little bit you can't pay taxes (laughs)
1: <laughs> exactly they don't pay taxes. like just pay
0: taxes even and we'll be fine probably we could fund
1: so many things yeah if we cut if we actually taxed the ultra wealthy um yeah. and they've made so much money during the pandemic and workers are just falling deeper into poverty it's like you know there's no there's no redeeming this system like if there's anything that i want to drive home today and i know you believe this too like Mm -hmm. this capitalist system can't be reformed you know we need reforms to make our lives easier like we need the wage increase we need the rent control we need all this stuff but at the end of the day like we're still going to be living under the same system and the reforms that we win under this system can be taken back at any time um like here in florida we voted to make it so that if you're a felon, you can vote, which is great. But then the Republican legislature, they passed a bill, to, they passed a law to make it. So you had to pay all of your fines to be able to vote, which is essentially a poll tax. But, you know, just another example of how, you know, we can win the reforms and they, they will still, you um, you know roll them back to to maintain the system
0: you know what's interesting is that the fact that you had to vote on that means that at one point it was taken away you know i believe so unless it was just embedded into the constitution which i wouldn't doubt either but
1: yeah and it's like why are we still upholding this illegitimate illegitimate constitution when slavery was legal when women weren't even seen as people and still aren't by the way that's something else that i kind of wanted to touch on just like the toll of the mental toll of being a woman and under this system like we were talking about work earlier you know the amount of sexual harassment that women face in the workplace um like it it just it can ruin your whole day. It can ruin your whole mindset. And that's just one example of like the, you know, what what we face as women under the system. Like we're seeing the abortion rights being rolled back. Um, you know, women are not equal under the system by any means. Like if we want, and, and, that, and that causes a lot of mental issues with women especially, which are often not, taken as seriously. Like mm. I know a lot of times with mental health issues, they're very undiagnosed with women. Um well like autism is very undi- yeah. undiagnosed with women.
0: So, girls. I d- yeah, I don't know the exact numbers, but autism in girls is like severely underdiagnosed if you compare that to autism in boys and it's like you know, I might have to do some more research about that cuz I'm mm-hmm. kind of curious about why that is, but you know even that on that level i see that all the time
1: yeah i mean there's so much like that like there's so much research that's only done on men you know and mm-hmm. it's just a lot like yeah. I, I don't know have you heard of the second shift that have you heard of that no it's <laughs> like the 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 whole thing that like women have two jobs basically you know we work at whatever job we have out and then we're expected to, you know, cook and clean and like maintain households. Um, you know, be caretakers for families. Like, women have just so much work under this system that is unpaid, and that's the worst mm-hmm. part about it. Because, you know, people are like, "Oh, staying at, being a stay at home mom is not a real job." It's like, that, yes, it is, yeah. and it should be paid. Yeah um so you know all of these things just contribute to the the issues that we face and yeah i know i know like you're a socialist too i know like you're on the same page about this Mm -hmm. but how did you become politicized by the way
0: oh my god i don't even honestly okay i think i have my answer aoc (laughs) i'm not gonna lie aoc (laughs) i love aoc she's like the one politician that i would want to have on here aside from like, like on a national scale. That's way too ambitious though. But honestly, that was kind of it. Um, During like the Richie Floyd campaign in, no, not even that, the year before um, the 2020 election, I had seen like that documentary on Netflix. I think it's called like Knock Down the House or something. You know what I'm talking about?
1: I know exactly what you're talking about. I didn't watch it.
0: Yeah, yeah, um, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez was in it and that's kind of how first off that's how I like knew about her and then that was kind of like how I Got politicized because I was political before I was just but I think my politics was just limited to like Trump is bad, you know, right I mean? right, very basic like yeah. so like anybody could say that you know what I mean Right. Um, but I think over time I've kind of refined it a little more with like my own um with my own experiences also just to be like Trump is bad and Biden is bad. <laughs> like, oh yeah, maybe all politicians.
1: Will be? No, fuck Biden. Biden is not helping us at all right now. It's the the student loans. You mm-hmm. know, we're not seeing any relief with that. Um, we're not seeing any relief with housing. He just put out this new housing plan that's just more corporate handouts to developers. Um, we're seeing him, yeah. you know, ramp up for war with Ukraine and or not <laughs> with Ukraine with Russia and China. Um, you know we're just seeing really gross things out of the Biden administration and it's like yeah. the democrats are not going to save us from anything
0: you know i saw this i'm looking at this tweet right now i posted this on my story pj evans biden is always tweeting shit like who the hell is the president i would like to have a <laughs> word with him <laughs> honestly like yeah. You know, and i think i'll switch gears a little bit to them um, the shooting in texas um that had happened um when he kind of addressed it like like he says here when in god's name will we stand up to the gun lobby when in god's name will we when in god's name will we do what needs to be done i'm sick and tired of it we have to act and i'm like
1: no it's like you're the president
0: yeah it's like somebody's got to do something it's your job you you have to i think
1: one thing i i want to just anyone who's listening i want them to know i want you to know that um biden has the authority so you know gas prices are insane right now yeah food prices are insane inflation Mm -hmm. is insane and like i mentioned earlier who sets the prices the business class the capitalist class and they are the ones who can raise the prices whenever they want but Mm. the president biden has the authority to freeze prices unilaterally and in 1971 richard nixon um you know he got on the news he got on the radio and he said to the american people you know i hereby declare a uh, price wage freeze for the next 90 days and mm-hmm. you know we don't need the wage part we don't need our wages frozen but <laughs> yeah. he can't they can freeze the prices um like right now they're acting like the only way to deal with the inflation is by raising interest rates but raising interest rates are just gonna hurt people who have to borrow people who are in debt it's gonna make buying a car more expensive yeah. uh, pay mortgage payment more expensive college debt more expensive so um, you know it's really and huh, that most Americans are in debt like most most people are borrowers um, and it's gonna that the, you know the media is acting like that's the only solution but I just I want as many people to know that the president has the authority to do that and if it can be done under a Republican president like Richard Nixon it should be able to they should be able to get it done with Biden in office yeah. with a Democratic Congress um, it's just crazy seeing how little relief we're getting with this uh, completely democratic um, government right now.
0: Yeah. You know what's interesting is, like, especially with the Uvalde shooting, they'll be like, you know what, we need to talk about mental health.
1: Right, right. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, it's. Man. Like Man. with the Buffalo shooting, um, there's been a lot of shootings lately.
0: There's been like two hundred something. I don't know the actual number. I think it's like two hundred fifty around there, mass shootings this year.
1: This year, okay, that is and then that's like, so gross.
0: I think a little under twenty school shootings.
1: But I have um, somewhere, but. No, but what I was going to say about the Buffalo shooting, yeah, they the media, they love to paint things as mental health issues, and in his manifesto, which is so gross, he had a manifesto, but the shooter, he wrote, like, th- I don't have any mental health issues, like, I have an agenda, like, I'm mm, a white mm. supremacist, essentially, um, and so, yeah, we need to stop with that whole narrative, like, that that mental health is not an excuse to murder people (laughs) like i have mental health issues i'm not gonna go and shoot up any anyone you know that's that's just violence um this whole system is based on violence like i keep talking about like people's needs not being met imperialism it's inherently violent and you know these shootings are a natural conclusion to this system and to um you know the kind of rhetoric we're hearing on things like tucker carlson yeah
0: yeah. his
1: show he talks about um i don't know the name of it but it's basically the the fear that the united states is going to be less white
0: wasn't that like replacement theory replacement theory
1: that's what it's called yes 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 they uh, they say that you know there's too many brown people coming in and that the population is changing and it's like that is playing on the mainstream media which is owned by corporations like it Mm. all goes back to the same thing they're playing this on the news and and then they act shocked when these things happen
0: yeah and then they'll be like mental health meanwhile i'm thinking about like you know i have anxiety I have anxiety attacks, sometimes, you know, and I'm working on healthy ways to deal with it. Do people just assume that like during an anxiety attack, I'm going to be, <laughs> I'm, I'm serious. I mean, like if this oh. rhetoric goes around enough and somebody with like a major condition, like right, I do it
1: further stigmatizes it. Yeah. Right. That's so true. That and is it's such like, a good
0: point. I know these politicians aren't talking about, you know, how the children and like survivors are, are handling mental health. Nobody's talking about that, they're just talking about like this shooter. Yeah. Who in this case I believe you is you not the is is past, right?
1: Um, like I'm not sure if he's I don't think so.
0: Yeah, but like either way, it's like you're not even if you're gonna talk about mental health, talk about it in the right context, you know what I mean? Right. But nobody's nobody's doing that, unfortunately. And I actually do worry if it's gonna get to a point where it's like you know, now regular people with, with mental health are going to be further stigmatized.
1: Yeah. I mean, like I said, they already, they already are, you know, they're already thrown in prison. They're already Mm -hmm. treated like second-class citizens. Um, It's so gross. It's so gross what we're seeing. You know, we don't need, um, you know, we don't need to shift the conversation to, trying to baby these people trying to humanize them Mm -hmm. because they're just they're terrorists and i have no sympathy for them i'll say it Mm
0: -hmm. but yeah it's a lot to process how are you handling that by the way i know there's a lot of things especially with like the governor and like ted cruz
1: yeah bestie ted cruz it's so much i
0: the way they're all talking about it okay so as we're wrapping up do you actually have any final messages
1: yeah um okay (laughs) well i just want to say um you know to deal with it um i'm organizing like i think that's one of the biggest things that's good for my mental health is organizing with my community to try to better it to try to fight for things that are going to actually um, improve our situation like you know with the tenants union we're organizing for public housing right now um, and to defund the police and so if anyone wants to get involved um, our website is stpetersburgtenantsunion.org and our instagram is sptenantsunion um our twitter is our twitter is sp tenants u and then facebook st petersburg tenants union and then also at the party for socialism and liberation we're at psl tampa bay on everything so um you know if you are frustrated with the conditions if you know you're frustrated with everything happening right now join an organization that's one of the most important things you can do um to change your community so i just wanted to end it like that and thank you so much for having me on i, I, I you, love this you. i'm so happy you started this i think this is so important
0: yeah um where can folks find you if they want um, to talk to um
1: yeah so My phone number is 727-265-6558. Feel free to text me. And then um, on Facebook, my name, Carla Correa, K-A-R-L-A-C-O-R-R-E-A. Instagram, it's um, at K-A-R-L dot A Marks and then um my twitter is at comrade carla so thank you so (laughs) much cool!
0: thank you thank you for coming on there we go another episode just bam just done just right there (laughs) thank you thank you for listening thank you for um showing your support for the podcast thank you to carla again for coming out please support her on all of her social media amazing human being wonderful Um, and just thank you just thank you so much again for listening and being so supportive Um, next episode is gonna fall right under pride month our very own pride month so um expect an episode on that next week i will be more than happy to share don't let Millie Bobby Brown know or however that meme goes. I'm so sorry. I don't watch TikTok like that. Anyways, hope y'all take care. Tune in next week and I will see you in the next episode. Hope everybody decides to be okay. Okay. Okay.